I cannot wait to hear Harper's explanations for his picks last last show. <laughs> so much to answer for. I, I stand by them all. <laughs> he voted par, uh, party line for Harden, which I thought was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce cast? Hitler. Just prepared to... Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is August 2nd, 2020. And this is episode 461. This show, we're going to discuss a 1-0 week for the Pacers uh, with the game against Philadelphia. Joining me are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Pacers are back! They are back. back. baby. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Quick shout out to the Indiana Fever. Uh, while we're very excited about the Pacers, it's easy to forget that the Fever uh, started playing at the same time in their own bubble and uh, had a nice win today over uh, the Atlanta Dream and uh, are now 2-2. Two and two. And uh, rookie Julie Alamond uh, just tied the franchise record with uh, 11 assists, and she's a rookie. So um, shout out to the Fever. Shout out. Mm-hmm. And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Shout out to you guys. Thanks for uh, doing the show last week and helping me get my heart effects. Really been <laughs> missing talk about that guy during the, uh, during mm-hmm. the break. Well, before we get into the show, we'd like to remind you, you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. Uh, if any shopping you do kicks a small percentage of the sale back to us and helps support what we do. I've been waiting this for this moment for a long time. Get to talk about a, a, a real Pacers basketball game. So last night for us, uh, August 1st versus uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, our arch rival. Um, and the Warrens win 127 to 121. <laughs> You got to watch that game. T.J. Warren was on fire. 53 points, uh, four rebounds, three assists, nine of 12 from a three-point land. Mm. Uh, Aaron Holiday also had a, a solid game. 15 points, 10 assists, five boards. And Oladipo, the, the decent showing, 15 points, seven rebounds. Gentlemen, we watched uh, one of the highest scoring performances by any pacer. Which prompted a, a catch-up phone call last night. We, Colson, uh, 
Well, uh, you were the one running the stats on that. Who 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 did uh, T.J. Warren pass on his way to um, the the Pacers history books last time? Uh, everyone. So uh, basically, <laughs> um, this is the uh, third highest scoring um, Pacer game of all time, I believe. Um, T.J. Warren with 53 points. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Uh, had 55 at one point, and Reggie Miller still holds the record with 57. Uh, we were actually reminiscing about how um, J.O. had 55 in a game uh, and decided to sit down and not not uh, take over Reggie's uh, record because he was a good dude. Uh, but this is, yeah, we don't have a lot of uh, guys scoring over 50 very often, so this is a huge night for the Facers franchise. Yeah, and just crazy. Dude was on fire. He had 29 in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. And and 9 of 12 from the range. I mean, just unconscious. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was pissed in the first quarter. He uh, he was so hot that he, you know, couldn't take him out. So it really threw off Nate's rotations. (laughs) So I think Nate was a little peeved. But uh, Malcolm Brogdon was a late – Scratch after a neck injury in the final scrimmage game. Uh, Domas Sabonis, no timeline on his return. Um, and Victor did not score 20 in the first quarter. So <laughs> <laughs> after a slow start, it was looking a little shaky there. But TJ Warren, once he got into his flow, really just took the game over. Uh, and our second unit came in behind him. And really did some work to keep us in that thing early when it looked like this thing was going to get away from us. Yeah, you come out first couple of possessions, it's like go to Embiid, draw a foul on Turner, get an easy layup, get a steal and a bucket. Like, it was not looking good early. Um, but credit to the Pacers. What this team has done all year is they just keep playing, just keep persevering. Um, and played what I thought was phenomenal defense in this game. They forced... Um, 20 plus turnovers um, from the the Sixers who look quite discombobulated at times uh, without a true point guard out there. They don't quite know what's going on. Of course, they did this experiment now where they're putting Ben Simmons at the four, and I think it's just now nobody has any idea what's happening. Well, they've got a rookie point guard in his place, um, which is a lot to ask from a rookie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, to basically go into the last eight games of a, of a season and um, figure out how to run the team. So, I mean, they're still running a lot of stuff through Simmons, of course. Sure. Um, sure. And he's really good. Uh, maybe he's not Embiid good, who, what, put 40 and 20 up on us. But he's still real good. Yeah, he's all right on one end of the floor. That's for sure. <laughs> Couldn't slow down TJ Warren at all. That's for sure. That's true. That is true. Um, so um, I thought that they, uh, I thought the Sixers really cranked up the, the defensive pressure in the third um, and used their length and started to bother us. Um, we had a, a miserable third quarter. Um, although it's it's been it's been so long. I think it's been four what four months since we used to play basketball. But I think the third quarter has been our problem all season long, um, if I recall. Um, but at least it was in this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. Just persevere. Just chip away. Um, you know we've got Miles Turner in terrible foul trouble. 
Um, so we're we're running uh, more TJ Leaf than you'd like to see. Um, more than you'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> TJ Leaf made the uh, NBA top ten plays of the night uh, with his uh, this dunk over Embiid. Yep. Yeah, that was, was pretty sweet. Nasty too. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, with the rubber band in his hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the 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 headline what i thought we were going to be talking about uh coming out of this game before tj warren um made basketball his biatch uh <laughs> was uh oladipo actually playing right i mean we talked right. about during the scrimmages like he was trying it out he looked all right um was even getting up to like 30 minutes like that's a good sign and then sort of without fanfare was like yeah okay i'm starting and playing like and he played he's still not victor oladipo but he played 32 minutes and put up 14 shots and looked like himself in flashes at I agree. times yeah um what did you, yeah so what did you guys see on the oladipo end yeah i mean Definitely did not have it going early. Um, I said Warren played the entire first quarter. He was gassed <laughs> halfway through the second, and we were looking for offense. Victor did try and step in and at least take some weight off him um, and keep the defense from entirely collapsing on him. Did what he could, uh, but just really not as explosive as we're used to seeing Victor Oladipo around the rim. Uh, shooting touch not quite there. Effort. Certainly there, not a huge surprise. You don't wonder if, you know, Domus going down doesn't make it more likely that Victor plays, right? Because, you know, that's just another guy who's not available. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he just really wants to be there for his teammates. So uh, I'll assume that he made it for all the right reasons around conditioning and such. Yeah. Uh, but he, I think he's still got a way to go <laughs> until he's really feeling like Vic of old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you did feel like a lot of his shots were front iron, you know, like he maybe doesn't quite have his legs under him yet. Um, there was, um, I thought, real concerted effort on the defensive end and a lot of deflections from him. A couple just grab the ball away from somebody else in the, you know, in the way that he uh, only he can do. Um, and, and there was a, a play right down the stretch where he uh, brought the ball up the court weaved into the traffic and then did his push off, which is, you know, just, um, you know, you can get six feet of space the way he kicks back and, and canned a mid range jumper. That was really key when we were trying to uh, pull this game out. So, you know, there are flashes of Oladipo, but you're right, Harper. It was, uh, you know, um, he seems in most of the game seemed a little bit kind of a shadow of himself. What I did like to see, though, you mentioned that play down the stretch. There was another play where he came down the court, shook a couple guys, got to the baseline, swung it out to Miles, which ended up getting a, a nice bucket for, I think it was TJ. I assume it was TJ Moore. <laughs> Just assume. Um, Good bet. But, yeah, the other thing is that down the stretch, he was demanding the ball. Yeah. Like, they, things got a little bit shaky there. Um, the Pacers were up. I made notes here. They were up. 121 to 113 with 120 to play and then all of a sudden it was 124 to 121 and yep. like very close nail bitey thing and then tj warren um drains a 
uh, a three from Kissimmee, Florida, or something like that, um, which was good. But I like the fact that Oladipo was um, taking command of the court and being like, "Give me the ball. Like I'm gonna hand. I'm gonna bring it up." I mean, he looks sloppy at times too. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just like that level of confidence from him. Absolutely. You know? And it's early. He's got plenty of time to, you know, put some polish on the game before. We have to enter the real playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Holiday mentioned earlier, really terrific game from him. Uh, also started off a little rough. Took him a little while to get his sea legs under him. Um, but once he did, really did a good job of being aggressive, going to the rim. Um, understood when Embiid wasn't on the floor that he had to get down there and finish. Um, when Embiid was in the game, he made sure he was being aggressive and you know at least drawing guys off the perimeter uh, and making angles for uh, T.J. Warren to do all the work. Um, ten assists, only one turnover, so some really good decision-making there. Uh, there was one pretty chippy moment between him and Miles Turner. Mm. Um, as Miles Turner picked up his second foul, I believe, or maybe third, I don't know. In the first six minutes exactly. or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was on his third play. I know. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't super clear to me exactly what happened. Um, that that upset Turner. Um, but Holiday didn't let it ruin his night. He went back to work. Uh, clearly kept his head up. Uh, and was, you know, seemed to be a good, a good teammate. And was stoked down the stretch to, to get a really solid win. And, like I said, the decision-making for that guy is, is huge for us. To have a ball handler on the court is great. And, man, he just he works so hard on defense. I mean, he's down there mixing it up with Embiid for rebounds. Yeah. He just, he's fearless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you think, uh, do you think Brett Brown was doing what, uh, what we've been doing over the last couple of months, just watching 90s basketball? He's like, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should go get their big guys in foul trouble. <laughs> it seems to work against the Pacers. No, yeah. I, I, I got to yeah, say that I think... Boy, just eats us alive. Oh, God, like, he does. What was it like? He ended up with like... 41 and 30, 20, I believe. Oh, 41. Wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, Sabonis definitely would have helped in this. Uh, a little bit of Goga would have helped. but uh, Some. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, clearly he just always eats us alive. But, like, basically, Turner's your only big in this. And he gets in foul trouble immediately. Um, well, cut to Jakar Sampson, who said, hey, buddy, yeah, I was right? plus 20 on the night. Like, no, I mean, I, I love Jakar Sampson's <laughs> game, um, and he was working his butt off for sure, but he's also yeah. giving up, like, a foot to Embiid. My favorite text of the night to the group was uh, Joey. It's like, Jakar Sampson's going to sleep well tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, midway <laughs> through the third or something. <laughs> right. It's like, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to Turner, though. He did have a rough night, but did hit a clutch three down the stretch um, and made some clutch plays. Um, yeah, and a jumper right before that, right? Like five mm-hmm. really important points. Kept yeah. his head up. Kept his head in the game. And and, and the fact that we win this game um, helped smooth over any animosity um, that there might have been between he and, mm-hmm. and Aaron Holiday. I'm sure that the framing of their conversation afterwards in the locker room or i guess they're not allowed to hang out in the locker room but when they went back to their hotel was uh to play singles ping pong over yeah, that game exactly. it was uh, yeah, yeah. much more cordial and beat yeah. also probably did us a favor because he chewed out shake milton 
on the floor in this one, uh, and that grabbed a lot yeah. more headlines. Than yeah. Not a great way to inspire confidence in your rookie point guard. Like, yeah. Threw him under the bus right away. Also, there's a dude named Shake Milton. Definitely <laughs> yeah. saying. That was news to me. Um, I think we're underselling. Is that his official uh, name? I feel like that's a nickname. <laughs> and I, I'm bad. sure it is, but it's how he's listed everywhere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, I think we're underselling uh, Aaron Holiday's game. I mean, the, the two layups he had at the end of in the like near the end of the fourth, um, mm. when this game was uh, still undecided for sure. I mean, this game was undecided till the very end. But um, you know, he had two just really impressive drives to the basket. Um, Got himself to the foul line, yeah. And you know, I just think that. Uh, you know, this guy has just a ton of confidence and, and um, you know, to take those kind of shots for us. Um, that that was kind of the the period right before you were talking about when Oladipo was like, I'll take the ball. But, like, you know, with the ball in our second-year player's hands, like, he made two huge baskets right in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three-pointers still really not going down for him the way that maybe It was earlier in the season. Well, or that we all would have thought coming out of college for the kid, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got a pretty yeah. sweet stroke. So, uh, just as well as he played, still a lot of upside for this kid. Yeah, for really, sure. really fun player to watch. And he's like my height. So. Yeah, he's not a big dude. <laughs> what was the stat that ESPN was throwing around today? This is the first time that there was a 50-point scorer and a 40-20 guy on the other team. Mm. Oh, really? Since 1963. It was Chamberlain and Baylor. Wilt was involved in that? Of course. Of course. (laughs) There there was the other stat, which is this is the um, most points scored uh, with under five free throws uh, since Rick Barry in 1964. Because Warren only took four free throws and scored Mm. 53 points. Mm. I see. So, um, there was I mean, also that's some other crazy. weird stat I saw that was like only X number of players have made nine three point errors and nine two point field goals in the same game mm. or something like that. Like, yeah, because nine threes is a lot. Kobe, <laughs> I forget who else. It was like, yeah, some other people. Harden's done it like 50 times or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this season. Yeah. Also, 31 assists from the team. And granted, it, it's easy to get assists when a guy is, like, on freaking fire. Um, but 31 assists is a, just a great stat. Um, if you could, uh, that makes, that's the kind of thing that makes Colson real happy. Yeah, no, it's good ball. It's good ball. It was. And, you we, know, I was coming into this thing, I thought defensive teams would be at an advantage. And so maybe the Pacers would succeed. Turns out that, no, it's... Uh, Everybody can shoot the lights out, and uh, I was thinking the exact us. same thing. Exactly, <laughs> it's so crazy how many points are being scored right now. But All right. it's fun basketball to watch, and uh, I mean, just a, a heck of a win that we really needed. Super shorthanded by all rights should never have really been in this thing. Yeah, two of our starters and potentially two of our top, you know, three or four players, out, and. You know, T.J. Warren's just like, oh, I got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We're out here starting Justin Holiday, right? Like, this right, is not... right, exactly. Which hurts our bench, too, right? I mean, that's the thing. You, you got two holidays in the starting lineup, which means we're just thinner on the bench. 
and pull this thing out against, you know, a fully loaded Philly team. Um, the consequences of this are huge. So we, we went into this game tied with them, um, and we now are up a full game. But also with the win, we got the tiebreaker for the season. So it's effectively a two-game lead now on Philadelphia to, uh, you know, to keep them at bay at that sixth spot and gives us a chance to be in that 5-4 matchup. Um, Philly has the easiest schedule, so it's possible they'll still overtake us. Um, but, you know, we've done, we've done what we can, right? Mm-hmm. It was a big right. win. Assuming you want to play Miami, we did the right thing. <laughs> hey, I could play Philly, but I'd love to just not be in the sixth spot. If Miami wants to drop to the sixth spot, I'm fine with that. I would love to see them do that. The way that they're playing, that seems not like <laughs> They just completely annihilated who? What was the Nuggets? They yeah. it, they just look pretty good, too, which yeah. I don't hate. They've not lost to any of the top-seeded teams this year. Yeah. Yeah, but now Jimmy Butler is super afraid of T.J. Warren. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I do want to give a quick shout out. I thought T.J. McConnell had a, a good game. You know, he for sure a little, a little more minutes than uh, he normally sees, but he does what he he did last night. What he just does so well, which is just just ridiculous t- tenacity, uh, stealing inbound passes, uh, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just being just unbelievably pesky. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if you. Uh, like, you know, in the practice games, like when the team scrimmage, he's playing on all those, and I, I feel like someone's going to want to just punch that guy in the mouth. But because <laughs> I can't imagine he lets up against his own team, you know, like right? Yeah, no, he's he, he's such a coach's son, right? He's like picking up full court, even though that's not the game plan. He's like, whatever, I got this. Yeah, he got Shake Milton in all kinds of trouble because that is yes, absolutely what precipitated that that shooting out. <laughs> also, that that dime that he threw to McDermott for that mm. dunk in the lane. Oh, oh, very nice. That was very, very nice. nice. And he was um, also the first one up to you know say something to Aaron Holiday when Aaron Holiday was headed back to the bench after he and Miles Turner got into it. So, yep. And right, he, well, he there play. was like keep your head up or you know Turner was right, be smarter. Yeah. You know, who knows what he said? Yeah, I couldn't see what TJ said. All Aaron said was, I got you. So. Okay, there you go. Maybe Perfect. he was like a fan of the Flames. He's like, he called you a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> keep, him, keep him motivated. That's right. All right, bubble play continues this week, guys. Four games this week. Nice. Uh, we go, it's zero to 60. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. The NBA's uh, back. <laughs> Monday at quote-unquote, at Washington. Uh, Tuesday, somehow hosting Orlando in Orlando. So that's a back-to-back. <laughs> so the I'm only at is at Ola- Florida, but somehow we're at home. Right. Okay. I'm assuming Oladipo will sit one of those two games. They'll probably okay. not play them back-to-backs. Um, you would think the Wizards. Okay, Thursday, Phoenix. And Saturday, the Los Angeles Lakers. That game's on TNT, I believe. So, get some prime time action. Hopefully, you can get Brogdon at least back at some point this week. And this is our only back to back, right? Yes, this is our only back to back. And we basically play every other day after that. So. Right. Until nice twenty twenty two. You know, just gonna walk back and forth to the uh, the hotel room. 
for your, for your singles ping pong action. <laughs> One thing that's maybe weird is like, you guys, you know, you're banging on, you know, some dude fighting him that night, and then you, you're going to like run into that guy in the, uh, like in the cafeteria. If there's any, if there's gonna, I wonder if it's going to get heated. So you're saying playoffs. like a Jimmy Butler and a, and a TJ Warren like fighting over the buffet sort of thing? Yeah, and I mean and the thing is like, imagine if they play a, a playoff series against them. You see how it gets like when there's when these guys aren't together anyway. Like on a normal year when they're you know going going back to their own home or their hotel or whatever. Now they're going to be you know running into each other in the bathroom and stuff and. <laughs> I don't think you understand the level of a hotel amenities that these guys, <laughs> the accommodations that they're staying in. <laughs> Maybe not. I thought there. There's probably there's probably a lobby. There's probably bathroom. a lobby bathroom. No, I mean yeah, that's what sure. I mean. It's like the yeah, one by the uh, at the cafeteria. Yeah, there's not like one down I, at the I end of the think hall. There's a cafeteria. <laughs> oh no, they have a cafeteria there's, for sure. There's no yeah, communal. Yeah. There's communal dining. Yes, it yes, there is. Yeah, against the bubble philosophy. I mean, there's no there's no buffet. But apparently they have like a thing where you can go and get like pre dinners like down and you take it with you, but like okay. that's yeah. So it's like the cafeteria. You go get your like preset meal and leave. All right, guys. Anything else for our first bubble entry? No, it's just good to have hoops back. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we'll be back with you uh, later this week uh, with some more in depth analysis. Uh, this may not shock you, but we're going to maybe talk a little bit about T.J. Warren. Um, <laughs> tune in on Thursday for that. But until then, you can hit us up on all the social medias, uh, except TikTok, uh, <laughs> which was banned. Because uh, we're not going to participate in a Chinese conspiracy to yep. take over. That is why. Uh, we're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Uh, website, TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. You can rate and review it, of course. Uh, you can share an episode with a friend. Um, we've got t-shirts for sale on the store. For our once and always coach, Bobby Sick Leonard, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Am I to assume that uh, singles ping pong is a euphemism? Can we take a break? Because i got to go uh, play some singles ping pong. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cut his mic. <laughs> it's interesting the league like, had to step in before and said, all right, got we got to codify this. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently on the NBA app, there's a tap to cheer option. Oh. oh. So if I'm watching through whatever weird Zoom meeting that is, I could just hit the the cheer button? I'm sorry, what was that? So, like, mm-hmm. when I'm watching, if I'm, if I'm one of the people on the screen, right? Mm-hmm. It's some weird, like, Microsoft Zoom thing, right? Where everybody's in it together, uh, they can see yeah, each other's screens. Teams. Yeah. yeah. So you can hit a cheer button and it'll pipe itself into the arena. Well, I think that's probably somewhat different. Like the the NBA app is, you know, just like from the NBA. 
I think the other thing is separate, but it all goes to the same place, the arena. So you're saying that's different. So I could just be watching the game at home without being on the Zoom and hit my cheer button, and it'll pipe it into the into the arena? Seems to be the implication. Cool. Well, I should be doing more of that then. Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> I just learned that this was a thing. It's very okay. exciting. Because I feel like that also has the, it has the potential for exploitation. Uh, as in, you know, I rip off my shirt every time TJ Warren <laughs> makes a basket, you know? You'd be doing a lot of that. Yeah. Going through a lot of shirts in the last game. <laughs> 